All right, good afternoon. It's uh, 1.30. It's Mikey B and the Funky Bunch. I know I botched that name on our first podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm here with DJ Trev and Big Fridge Chaz. That's good. So today's podcast, we're going to be strictly talking Eagles. Um, and we kind of wanted to do a, a recap of the season as much of a shit show that was. So, you know, when we were talking about what what we want to talk about. It's kind of hard to go through because it was a shitty fucking season. Um, so we wanted to do the good, bad, the ugly. We have to talk about the Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz controversy. And then one of the more interesting ones I have is the Harry Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Jeffrey Lurie. And who's really at fault for that, for the, uh, for the bad season. Then we wanted to do a like a post-season recap of free agents draft, um, what decisions the Eagles have to make to go forward to start competing, and then we'll just do a closing out thought. So, Trev, how are you doing today? I'm good, you know, just living life, ready to talk about the birds. How about yourself, Mikey? Good, man. It's Monday. It's uh, It's been a rough one, but now I am caffeinated. I'm ready to go, so I think we should just jump right into this. So, there you go. Um, DJ Trev. This is going to be a hard question, but what did the Eagles do that was good? I have a lot of optimism with this this year. So what was good? It's not a lot, but I think they took a year, you know, got some guys going. Like now, looking at it this way, you got guys like Alex Singleton. You you never Uh know. He could be a starting linebacker for us. You know, they're just – they got guys rolling, you know. They got Kavon Wallace. Maybe he could start doing something. Marcus Epps looks good this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they whatever happens with Wentz and Hurts, you know, you never know. They got Hurts in there. Look at what he's doing. You never know. So that's the good. They got their young guys going. Yeah, I, I think Singleton is a really interesting guy. To, um, You know, I think he was exposed a little bit early on. But, you know, with the eye test, I think the kid can pass the eye test. I don't think that's a question. Um, oh, yeah. And you just got to remember, there was hardly an offseason. Training camp was extremely limited. It's hard to – to be honest, it's hard to judge any of the young guys because they don't have a full offseason to, um, you know, get to know the team. And I think, you know, with the injury bug, it allowed people like Singleton to, to come up and – um you know, compete for a starting job. I think he he's a he is a bright spot. So yeah, big fridge. Let's yes. um let's Welcome go over. Pod, baby. Yeah. Jazz had a little quick hiatus. He's back. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we're what's uh what's something the Eagles did good in your mind? Um, I'm actually got to be it's brutally hard to think honest. Of it, right? It's hard to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they did anything good in the off season. To be honest. This year was now what? But this I'm, year all was, I'm talking about is like bright spots. Like what? What are some bright spots that you got? Um, Marquise Goodwin is a bright spot. I mean, I'm talking about in season. Like what did you, when you were watching the birds? What were you like? Okay, this was good. Um, their defense wasn't bad. They they let some games up, but I mean, their defense also or their offense also lost them some games too. So. I think their defense was probably the one thing I, I was excited about this year was because they got some new players and yeah and I 
it, it's really slight. yeah. Well, it's hard to justify if I'm going with my good. Um, I think um, I think um, yeah. This is actually really tough. Yeah, Travis Fulgham. Yeah, I think what, forgot about that what one. was a bright spot. Um, I think the kid can play. Like I flat out think he can play. Now, whether or not he's a Z or Y option, I don't know. I don't know if he can line up on the outside. I mean, he looks like he's in the right spot at the right time, but I don't know why he started to disappear. I don't know if that was, you know, running scheme, passing scheme that like took him out, but. I just don't understand how you could go from a four-game stretch of averaging over 100 yards, six or more receptions, and then pretty much get taken out for Alshon Jeffrey. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a wide receiver coach issue or if that's a Doug Peterson coaching issue. Um, could have been something that we don't even know, like maybe got hurt or something. Yeah. It's just undisclosed. You never know. It, it could be also that he was, wasn't you know showing in practice. I just have my hunch on it was that you're paying Alshon so much money, it's hard to be a healthy scratch, it, so you gotta you gotta split the reps up somehow, and I I think that he was on the bad end of that. Um, I think because Brandon Graham made his first Pro Bowl appearance, so that was pretty cool, but I'm not it. I don't want to get into the you need to meet a certain amount of sack requirements, but halfway through the season he had seven. He finished out his last eight games with one. Yeah. Like to me, that's a problem. Like that that is you're paying him a lot of money. To bring yeah. him back, you paid him a lot of money. Yep. So that good for him for meeting that because he's always won at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But you you need to do it sixteen games. Like Pro Bowlers do it sixteen games out of the season, not just the front half. Um I think another good little, you know, something that I think you could look forward to is the offensive line coming back healthy, intact. But um, now that we kind of got the good out of the way, which really wasn't much, what was the bad? And also we have the ugly. So what were some things that were just like, what the fuck? Like this should not have happened. Injuries. Yeah. It's always been with the Eagles, man. I think what really fucked us up was the whole quarterback thing. I think that's what really set it over the edge. Because then, not only that, you got, like, we're Eagles fans, you know, we're stubborn, you know, this and that. You look at it different ways, like, is it Wentz's problem? Is it is it Peterson's problem? Is it the O-line problem? Is it the receiving problem? There's too many excuses to me not to think... It's got to end up with coaching. It's got to. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that part of the segment because the the Howie versus Doug versus yeah. Jeffrey Lurie thing. That I think that's gonna. I, I don't think anyone knows the right answer to that right now. Yep. Chaz, um, what were some of the um, things that you know the Eagles just did bad? Um, it's another tough one because like there's, there's so many. There's so many yeah. to pick from. Honestly, I would have to go with Trevor on this one. Coaching yeah. is a big part of the game. I, mean, I if think you can't coach right, then you're not going to win. Yeah. I think turnovers and penalties killed them. Like, decimated Discipline. them from the, from the start. Um, Discipline's always been a problem with yeah. them. And that, as much as I think that 
coaching plays a big part of that. Like, these guys are professionals. You know, like, this isn't their first radio. We're not playing a JV team. It, you, the offsides, the snap count miscues, the the interceptions, the fumbles, like that. You, you can blame the coach for a lot of that, but at, at some point you, you're paying these guys millions of dollars. You got to eventually be like, okay, the personnel that came in obviously did not meet expectations because mm-hmm. you can't walk into a season, you know, Saying, oh, we're we're you know we're going to compete in the playoffs. Maybe not for the Super Bowl, but we're going to at least be competitive. Why we funnel guys in and out of our lineup to, you know, for the next year, or the next two or three years. Um, so I I do think that was bad. I also think bad was the the play calling and the play design of Miles Sanders. You know, averaging over five yards a carry, but he has his um only rushed 180 some odd times. Like I I think that's like inexcusable. You have a dynamic back who can catch out of the backfield. Then you're you're getting success on the run game, but it just seemed like when I was watching it it just the run game was completely abandoned. Like and and I don't understand what decisions came into that to make it go that way, but I think that was bad. Um so Let's let's talk about the ugly, the, the things that made you cringe. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let Chaz go first on this one. <laughs> Might take me a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll start with the yeah, with the ugly. Off, um, and this is definitely gonna bring us to the next topic of the quarterback controversy. There it is. Um, ugly. <laughs> that Carson was ineffective. Um, can you pass my coke? It's right next to your bag, dude. You can that. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. All right, Mike. all right. We we are rookies at this, so bear <laughs> so bear with us. Technical difficulty. Um, None of us can come out and be good like Jalen Hurts. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put operator <laughs> error on on big fridge here. Um, so I think the the ugly had to have been that you know the Carson was turning the ball over. He didn't look the same, and, and we'll get into the, the reasons why, but I don't think that was handled very well at all. And um, I don't know if the Adam Schefter reports of, you know, Winston, his relationship with, with Doug is broken. I, I don't. I think that's all hearsay. It, it could be true. It could be not. So I don't want to really get into that too much other than, like, because they're, they're literally talking about it right now mm-hmm. of what direction the, the club wants to go in, and I think – as far as the the more ugly goes, that offense, the roster that was constructed for this team, you know, you sign Marquise Goodwin, you know, a speedster, you dra- draft Jalen Rager, you um, you bring back Deshaun and and Alshon from you know years prior, you you let Nelson Aguilar walk. I don't think that's a recipe for success, like. You had so many opportunities. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs for draft picks. It's no wonder Stephon Diggs, you know, leading receiver, Josh Allen. The Bills very well could go to the Super Bowl with riding Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I just wonder if the team did Carson such a, like a disservice by not given him quality players around him for like the last three years that 
enough is enough. Like, you know, you can – last year, the last four games, he was throwing to, you know, legit – and I hate when you just say practice squad guys, but they were fucking practice squad guys. Yeah. They were guys who may, may never have played – a real NFL snap at wideout as a starter. Like, they, they might go their entire career not doing this. And and then you you look at a game and it's like, holy shit, like, I didn't even know this guy was on our fucking team and they're catching passes. So I think that was the ugly. Um, the injury bug was ugly. And, um, and there's just so much shit that you can't, as a 4-11-1 team, you can't really – justify anything like you can justify injury you can justify oh like people didn't live up to expectations but i the the team just looked ugly the whole team and it wasn't just one person and i think carson is being the scapegoat of this but the defense was ranked 20th out of 32 so it's not really it's in the bottom tier it's not like oh they were like 13th 14th or even even great at defense they were below average so it's not like even if Carson did play well, your defense was not keeping you in these games. I think, too, the media played a big part in it, too, because media was making him out, like, as in, like, he was doing bad when they're not looking at the fact that he's doing bad because he has two seconds to get rid of that football mm-hmm. with that. And, like, he's two seconds, and he's sounding like he has two seconds of, like, no one in front of him. He has two seconds with, like, five guys running at him. Uh, that's what I was – I looked it up because I was, I was interested with that. You can continue, cause like real quick. And yeah, and and his wide receivers like, I remember watching the one game and he threw the ball a little low, which was his fault. But it was a catchable ball, and Alshon Jeffries just let it fall. Like he could, he didn't make any play to save the ball or try and get yardage, and we ended up punting that that time. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it a little bit, but it's kind of like. Not all of it's his fault when his other teammates that are supposed to be helping him aren't helping him by making plays. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much to go over, but I feel like the next kind of points we talk about are really going to say what's um, what's wrong with the team. So let's, let's go. DJ Trev, who do you – you're Jeffrey Lurie right now. You're talking to Howie and Doug. Who are you – Hinting at as the the quarterback for next season. Well, I'm gonna add on the Chaz because it cut Chaz's point because it kind of adds on to this. So Carson Wentz was sacked 50 times this year, inexcusable. Yeah, 12 different or how many different offensive line combinations happens? I can't find the his percentage of cl- completions under pressure. How many snaps he was under yeah. pressure? Those are advanced analytics yeah, that whatever. we could spend all day I'm, talking about. I don't I don't want to be a fucking nerd about it. So yeah. I'm just gonna get to this point. I think when starts next year, I think you get him that healthy line. And I know we're talking about the offseason later, no matter what they do in the draft, you get him someone that can catch that fucking ball. You, or whether block it's for him. not even that, that as well. Like, just get shed cap room, whatever. Don't get too attached to players because right now, that's one of the, I don't, I don't, I think that's Zach Ertz isn't worth it in my opinion right now. Yeah, I, I think you can make an argument of. Zach Ertz, there, there's a handful of I Eagles think, that have been signature Super Bowl on the team that are not going to be here next year. So I think I think the the Eagles look is going to be a lot different. But so so big fridge, right? You're Jeffrey Lurie. What direction are you telling your 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 GM and your coach to go in? Honestly, 
Wait, repeat that again? So, basically, who are you going with, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Oh, I'm going Carson. Because oh, like, this season was not his fault. And as many people say it is, just from playing football, I know it's not his fault. I can see that he has no help out there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's photos of... There's photos of the O line walking away as the other guys are rushing him, and he still has a ball in his hands. Like you yeah. can't do. There's like you, that O line should even if they get beat should be still chasing down the people they get beat by, not just walking walking away or looking around. Now so they should that, they I should think, be making an effort till that whistle blows. I think yeah, on protecting could, him. I think that goes into your that discipline the discipline point that you guys brought up earlier. That I really think Doug's too nice on his players. Like I feel like yeah. if if any high school around here. Coach saw their O line doing that and letting their quarterback take the take a hit like that. They, I feel like they'd be running until they're throwing up. I mean, for fuck's sake, his own lineman sacked him. You know, like the, oh my god, his own Pretty lineman much, sacked they, they him. They held him for two seconds and just stood up. Yeah, the, the like one dude. I mean, thank I God they caught him the next week, but they literally he literally ran into Carson. Oh, Jerron uh, Brown. Yeah, like that, dude. yeah. So, oh, so. My my interpretation on this, from a fan standpoint, I'm rolling with Carson. Um, I, I think there's too many variables to this season. Like, no one played well. I think, too, like I said, Doug, Doug's coaching kind of is what also, I think, with the discipline. To and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, I think sometimes you got to take the Eagles goggles off and look at it from, like, a business standpoint. Carson's making 34 mil this year. Um, and for, for him, you know, that's a lot of money that like, that is the biggest piece of the pie for the Eagles salary. The way there's a thing called like positive assets and negative assets. Like Carson was a negative asset this year for the money he made. He didn't produce, um, as many variables as there is to the reasons why I, me personally, if any team is dumb enough to pick up that contract, I say you 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 move on from him because I I do believe there is some truth to the reports that Carson is not happy. He didn't speak at the end of the season, which is something he's done the last four seasons. Um, there's been you know Schefter came out with the report of um, the relationship is broken beyond repair. Um, so Philip Rivers from the Colts, right? And this is kind of cliche, the whole Frank Wright, John D. Filippo, but. The Colts are in need of a quarterback, right? They're they're gonna have a real low draft pick somewhere in the twenties because they did they went eleven and five. So they're not probably going to get, you know, they're not in the Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes unless they trade basically trade up and give them a a, a crazy fucking deal yeah. to get this. So I think if you're Howie. And someone is stupid enough to pick up 30, a thirty-four million dollar contract on a player who did not perform very well this season. I say, as a business standpoint, you got to that frees up a lot of cap. Even you're going to be basically what you're going to be yeah, doing. You still have to pay him twenty-four mil. You're going to have to pay him twenty-four mil. That's in dead cap space, but that frees up about ten million dollars. Is it worth it? Because he, he could fuck around, be twenty-seven Carson Wentz with a healthy O line. That's the judgment. That's a judgment you got to make. I think Jesus if you if you do Christ, trade him, man. you do trade him. It cannot be to the NFC. We were talking about a couple weeks ago. Teams that are in need of a quarterback. There's about eight of them. Yeah, you know the New York Jets could go for one. The Patriots could go for one. The Lions, I'm, if they get rid of Stafford. The the list is that I think Carson's, you know, whole 
trade value is how close is a team to a Super Bowl and what are they willing to give up to get that. And now with Deshaun Watson wanting out of the Texans, I think whatever whatever Deshaun gets traded for, you got to imagine Carson's not going to get nearly that. So I think if you're going to do this, you do this fast and you do it quick. Um, or if not, you roll with Carson, you roll with Jalen Hurts as the backup and see and to see how it goes. But um, it's really interesting. You know, one of the stats I looked at, Carson Carson had the most rushing t- touchdowns of his career this year. Um, if he started all 16 games, he would have the most rushing yards of his career. So I'm really wondering if that, you know, is by play design, is that him just scrambling to, you know, to get plays, get down the field? I don't know, but I think it's interesting that right Carson Wentz has always been athletic and been able to you know escape the pocket under pressure, but he had five rushing touchdowns. He the most he's ever had was two, yeah, and he would have ran for the most yards in his career this year had he started all sixteen games. So, um, Longstreet. So we got DJ Travis rolling with Carson. We got. Big fridge rolling with Carson. I'm rolling with Carson if we, if we can't trade him, but I'd be willing to trade him because that that would free up some money in the long run for us. We would take the cap hit this year, and then we'd be over and done with. Um, so now we've been kind of tiptoeing around this one, the Howie versus Doug versus Lurie. I mean, I'm on Twitter right now, and I'm seeing a lot of them saying both fire Doug and Howie. Yeah, not sure. even just fire one. Of them. Yeah, They're so big big fridge fire both. What? What is the biggest problem here? What you you are Doug's, the- Doug's coaching is a big problem for him. I like how he play calls and stuff, but he's too friendly with his players, which is I feel like causing problems on the field because yeah. coaches aren't supposed to be your best friend. They're they're supposed to be the people you kind of like that don't want to get on the wrong side with because like are like kind of like not be afraid, but like kind of like be afraid at the same time of him. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, I messed up on play, it's fine. Dougie, Dougie's just going to be like, go get him next time. Like, he shouldn't yeah. be like that. He should be working them when they when they mess something up so that way they don't do it again. So you think Doug Doug is the biggest problem for the Eagles? So He's you coaching, would, yeah. You would move on from Doug? Yeah, I probably would. I would like to see him stay, but, I mean, he's too friendly of a coach for, for us right now with yeah. all of our problems. All right, DJ Trev. You know, the first step in solving any problem is being able to identify it, right? Yeah. What is the biggest problem with the Eagles right now? I know I did say for the other, the good, bad, and ugly that it was code, like Doug. But I think they're really, I think they're really overreacting, man. Like, I don't want to go back on the whole injuries things because there's too many to count. The O-line troubles, this and that. Give it a year. Give it one more year. Now, because then you know. I don't know what our schedule looks like next year, but give Wentz a few games in the beginning. He starts shitting the bed like he did this year. He's on the bench. And then Hurts comes in. And then you realize, like, with the whole Lamar Jackson thing that we brought up a few weeks ago, Hurts, mobile quarterbacks don't perform like that when they don't have the arm strength. Hurts Hurts can sling the ball. Let's be realistic here. But I think... They're overreacting, and I think it's going to end up being the demise of Howie Roseman, mm-hmm. and then they get a new GM, and that new GM figures out the whole coaching situation. Because let's be real here, I don't think Howie's going to pick that. And if it's Lori, the one that's going to crack down and say, "Yo, you're both gone," like, see ya. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd give it another year for real, though, because I I don't see 
the coaching options out there for a good head coach right yeah. now. I really don't. I agree with you there. I think if they do move on from from Doug, you got to have you got to have your guy. Like if you don't for have sure. your guy, then you then you roll with him. Um, I personally believe you know, Howie Roseman. You know, the self-proclaimed, you know, cap genius, able to wheel and deal people who are, you know, pretty much untradeable on, and, and, and all this shit. I'm just looking at some of these contracts, you know, that were signed. Like Alshon, that extension is hitting the uh, 8 mil. Deshaun Jackson is hitting you, is hitting you 10 mil. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. You know, then you bring in Darius Slay. The 15 mil. Now, whether he's worth it or not is is kind of, like, irrelevant. Brand, Derek Barnett is making 10 mil. Yeah, he's. I think he's gone. I, I think so, too. And then you just look at the array of of you are locked into these people. There yeah. is there is no moving these people. Fletcher Cox is making 23 mil. Yeah. We can argue all day about whether he's worth it or not, but 23 mil is a lot of money. And um, so... And then you got you got to weigh in the draft, you know. And, and let's it, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you had a shot at Metcalf, and, and don't get me wrong, thirty two other NFL teams had a shot at DK Metcalf, yeah, and they did. and they did. No one took that bite. I I don't know what he might have even picked second round, but yeah, every team picks on him regardless, whether it was twice or just yeah. once. So that's not my biggest hit against Howie, but you pick JJ Arcega Whiteside right as your guy. Then you go in and draft Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, who who made second team All Pro. Right, you had you had the Vikings laughing at you on camera. That's inexcusable, you know. So when when you're talking about like drafting and and how you're going to get new guys in, the one area where no one can be like, okay, well, this isn't Howie's fault. This is yeah. the draft comes down on Howie. <coughs> so. And and it, you know it a snowball effect. If Howie doesn't give quality players for good money, Doug has to work with you know what he has. So before I'm moving on from Doug, I'm probably moving on from Howie because Howie is the one who will put us in this position. The cap genius put us in cap hell, and there's no relief coming. There is no up and coming young guy who was going to be on cheap money other than possibly Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders for the foreseeable future, um, you know, the sing, uh, Alex Singleton. Everyone else is getting paid some big-time money, and you can't move on from them. Yeah. So I, my fr- if I'm Jeffrey Lurie right now, I'm basically, Howie, like, thanks for, you know, everything you've done, but we're going to have to go in a different direction because obviously the draft – you can't miss on this many draft picks. And I'm worried now that we have the six overall, like, do th- is Howie going to take one of his fancy, um, oh, this is going to be this is going to be the steal of the draft? He or will is, go off the board or, too, man. Or if he is – or if he's going to actually be like, I'm going to take some info from these scouts and take the next be- best player. Because the Eagles roster needs everything. Like, yeah. literally everything. I don't care. Offensive line. Injury, old, aging. You could you could get a jump start on rebuilding that. You could you obviously need to rebuild your wide receiving core. You need to rebuild your safeties. You need to rebuild your linebackers. Even your even your 
you might have one or two more seasons on your defensive front line mm-hmm. of quality play for the money they get. Yeah. But even that, you might want to jumpstart on that because eventually these guys are going to – you're going to have to get new guys. Um, so, you know, that brings us to one of our – you know, one of our other points of, you know, what free agents would you would you bring in? And um, I'm just going to go over, like, the list of them and – Well, try and think, like – Try and think of affordable too, because especially with that now. Yeah, well, we'll go. Uh, over. Yeah, just go through everything. Yeah, because so, I know I know Allen Robinson's up there, but I don't know if you. I think he's a restricted free yeah. agent because he's not appearing on my uh, unrestricted free agent list. So you have the two quarterbacks: Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers. Dak probably going to get re-signed with the Cowboys. Yeah. Philip Rivers, it, it depending on if they move on to Carson Wentz, I think that he might re-sign him for another year if they think they could run it back because they did not play well. Or, I mean, they didn't uh, play. They, they could have beat the Bills. They could have beat the Bills. So they might want to run it back for one more season and then and then jump ship. You have Von Miller, who's old and aging. A.J. Green, who's old and aging. Yeah. Now, here's my um, – Here's um, an outside linebacker, uh, Matt Judon no, from Baltimore. Want, I think he's going to want too much. He probably will want too much, but that is a quality player. Mm-hmm. You have Leonard Williams, defensive end, New York Giants. No. Um, probably going to get a shit ton of money from somewhere yeah. else. You have Melvin Ingram, who is an interesting one from the Chargers. Yeah, maybe. That And he's an outside linebacker, someone who, who you absolutely kind of want to take. Yeah, he can rush too. So Yeah. I mean, uh, Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh. Mm. You gotta imagine they're gonna blow up that roster after yeah. that shit show last night. Yep. Uh, Shaquille Barrett from Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's not a bad one. He might want some money now. And then we're now we're getting into you know Al- oh Allen Robinson is on this list. Yeah. I would like to bring him in. Yeah, the, the dude yeah. can catch. You know he's not gonna drop balls. Mm-hmm. You, you he can run his routes. I mean he had between Foles and Trubisky, he still had twelve hundred yards, over a hundred catches on the season. I think he is a real person you want to look in, but I, I feel like a couple teams that are drafting quarterbacks might want to bring this guy in to do this. So, Chaz, who um, who do you think we should bring in? What do you mean? Of the people I said. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. Sorry to the audience, DJ or uh, Big Fridge was not paying attention. I, I wasn't, but um, I'm, I still wouldn't know anyways, even if I was listening, because I'm not really, like, good with... Um, like, I've never really... I want the sound to drain this out. I mean, there's a couple interesting guys on this list that I think that the... the you know... I'm listening to what Rappaport's saying about the whole coaching. Okay. Um... You know, with free agency, I think there's a lot of leniency to it. And um, I think all options are going to be I, – I think how he should be, if he's coming back as GM, should be in contact with almost everyone on this list to find out um, what their availability is and what, what kind of money they're looking for. Um, but even even the draft, you know, we draft six. I know, uh, Trev, who did, who did you want? Uh, I know Devonta Smith just won the Heisman, but I'm still a firm believer that Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in that draft class. I'd be perfectly happy with that. You are you are getting a stud wide receiver, yeah. someone who can play day one. Um, is not a project who is a true wideout. You know he can catch the ball. Um, I'm not even upset with the Jalen Rager pick. If if 
you thought he was your guy, you go with your guy. Yeah, he's but, fast. Go for it, man. But, like, you never know. But And I think he could be a good compliment to Chase on the, on the outside. So as long as he's not our first option, I think he'll be fine. Um, now, does it suck that we drafted him so high to not be the number one guy? Sure. But yeah. um, I, I think the Eagles are in big trouble. Like, I, I think next year is going to be much of the same. I think we're, you know, delaying the inevitable of this, you know, the Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson era, um, because there's no, there's no promise here. There, there is nothing that I see that is like, okay, we're one piece away. We are one piece away at pretty much every position yeah. on this team. So, Chaz, Chaz, what do you, what do you think the record's going to be next year? What do you, what are you hopeful for? Let me, let me see. I'm hoping I, for a winning record at least. A nine um, and seven, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I think a playoff run to the Super Bowl is pretty. Why did you shut my phone off? What? Why did you shut my phone off? Oh, right, I didn't before mean to. before we do records, can I? I'm looking on something called FootballSchedules.com, FB Schedules. Here, here are their opponents next year. You're. At Atlanta, you're at Carolina, you're at Dallas, you're at Denver, you're at Detroit, you're at the Giants, you're at Las Vegas. If you ask for them, since looking at, I don't want to put, like you said, the Eagles goggles on, but looking at their away schedule, it's it's pretty easy. There's some dog shit teams on there. There's some right. very bad teams there. Um, Breaking news, pretty sure the Eagles is fired head coach. No fucking way. Um, came through on Wolf Sports on Twitter, and then Saints World said the Philadelphia Eagles have fired head coach Doug Peterson per Tom Poesiria. Oh, fuck, man. All right, so we got breaking news on the podcast. We got to confirm, man. We do. do. I'm on ESPN right now. Um, I'm going to – we're going to try to investigate this, so. Steven on Twitter said, fuck you, Eagles. (laughs) People are upset about this. Man. All right. Tom I'm right here on Twitter. Doug Peterson is out of the yep, Eagles coach. Two minutes ago. Fuck! So, all right. So that solves the question of what Lurie thinks the problem is. Um, so I guess that conversation they had today did not go over well. I'm sure Doug was pleading his case on, you know, what needs to be done for next season. Um. But this brings us back to our point of you have to have a guy in mind. Like, Lurie, and I'm sure Howie was, you know, brought into the conversation, you know, on the side of saying, hey, we're going to move on from Doug. It's up to you to find, you know, the coaching replacement. So I am begging Howie to find the guy. Like, no BS. We're not bringing in, you know, a college football coach. We are finding a true NFL caliber coach who needed, like, a new scene. Um, because you pretty much the sorry, I, the, I just this is pissing me off. <laughs> the um, you know, the Eagles are now going to have an entirely new face and direction of you know, um, this is this is fucking nuts. This is yeah, this I'm, is, I'm upset, man. This I'm is heated. fucking nuts. I'm he- I'm um, fucking heated right now. If Howie Roseman is not on the out, on the way out right now, then I will be upset. Because you cannot tell me that Doug was the biggest problem on this team. There is no way. Like Jalen Rager or Jalen Hurts is a one and three quarterback. 
you know, at times he's been extremely ineffective and at times he showed promise. It's not like Jalen Hurts came in and lit up the city and, you know, was winning football games. If you do, then, you know, that could be a huge coaching problem. But this is a, a team construction problem and the money they give these people that now you can't bring in others to help and alleviate this shit is gone. So, um, this is nuts. This is real fucking nuts. Um, I don't even have, I'm not, I've, last week I knew this was going to be like a, up in the air, but I mm. really did not think that Doug was going to be part ways. He might, yeah. When well, he was talking with Lurie, he must have said something that Lurie did not agree with of like what, what direction he needs to go in. And I just got to think that because. You know, Doug was so hesitant on, on coaching Carson or benching Carson. Yeah, can I put this out there? Yeah. So this puts me in another situation now thinking, you remember seeing that they said that Doug's and Wentz's relationship was in in whatever. Broken beyond repair. Do you think Lori pushed that? He was like, no, we're paying this guy for a fucking reason. Like, he was... He was in MVP talks with Tom fucking Brady, and he was hurt the last, I think it was two or just three. the last games. Three last games. Three games. They're, they obviously still have faith in Wentz. Obviously. That's that's where I'm leading with this. And now it, I'm not ups, as upset with it because now I can see Carson Wentz being the start of the Eagles again. Yeah, I, I think that Doug – well, I don't know. See, I don't know the relationship. I don't know because if uh, you're talking about from a football standpoint, like I think Carson should have been benched a little bit before. Like Carson was costing you football games, turning yeah, the ball over. Yeah. So I don't know if – Peterson was married to Wince or if or if the relationship between Wince and Peter like maybe Peterson wanted to bench Wince and Howie said no we're we're paying this guy and that would make him look bad for the guy who you gave 34 million dollars a year is now getting benched Mm -hmm. so that that's the you know the situation that I'm in right now is you know maybe maybe as the days go on but I, Doug Peterson will have a job next season. Yeah, I, for sure. Um, Whether it's wherever. Like, you don't know. And so... That puts me in a whole different situation now. Yeah. What, who who, who was... You, the question is, who was Doug married to? Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? It had to be Hurts. He obviously saw something. But now this puts me in a position. I don't want to go too off topic. Who do you go after? Do you go after a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator to be your head coach? What do you want to focus on? Well, both sides of the ball. You're in the you're exactly. in second to last place in offense for points, and then you're twentieth out of thirty two in defense. I uh, if the head coach goes, Jim or um um the defensive coordinator. Yeah. What what uh, fuck Jim Swartz. Jim Swartz. Yeah. Right. I can't believe they just made Press Taylor their fucking offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator now. So you know Jim Swartz is moving on. He's taking a year off. Might retire. So, that I know, Big Fridge. You said nine and seven. It's got in think, around there. I mean, I'm not looking for a playoff run either. I I think we're far out of a, a real long playoff run. I mean, just because like I don't know, time will tell with the playoffs. But I think we're we should at least end up with a winning record next season. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they yeah. do everything right. Yeah, if, if they decide to be the Eagles on this list, I see them losing. We play Tampa Bay, the the Saints, and the Chiefs, and that's all at home. 
I see that you never know. Fans, maybe it could be different. Yeah, because you know the link is always like that. But I don't see any other good teams on. Yeah, this last place teams get last place schedules. Maybe so. San Fran, but maybe that's a I, shot I, in the dark. Maybe the football team. Yeah, we're, whatever. It, there's some <laughs> there's some dog shit teams on that. On that. <laughs> um, but we're also not a good team ourselves. Like there, there's really no one that. I would be like, okay, this is like, we it is a beatable team. I mean, you're, you're, we lost against the Redskins, man. Like, you're looking, you're, we lost the teams at like, it, team. it's like, oh my bad, my bad. Know, Don't pull I, our sponsor. I, Do not pull our sponsor. I did yeah. not mean to say that. Yeah, that's all right. Happens, um, man. That this entire now this entire podcast is like. You know, uh, <laughs> it's been answered. You know, we spent, you a, we spent a lot of time on who's the problem. And I guess Jeffrey Lurie thinks that Doug's the problem. Maybe he was but, listening. I mean, I think Howie might need to go, too. Yeah. I'm a tough for that one. Yeah. That might be next I, season's debacle of should we keep Howie or not. But, but I think. You, but do you do that right now? Weeks before the draft or a month or who? Who knows? I mean, we'll just have to keep updated, and then if something comes out about Howie, we'll yeah, we we'll just have to hop on the podcast. For, at least for the draft purpose, if you move on from Howie, I really do think that it, there's enough scouts out there that have like watched these kids play in and out and have pretty good draft grades on them. Um, you could bring someone in who's just not going to fuck it up. Like, don't get me wrong, come fifth, sixth, seventh round. They might struggle to find, like, the diamonds in the rough. But as far as, like, you know, first, second, third round, I still believe that there are people out there who know, watch enough of these kids play, who, who's going to, like, we're not going to fuck this up. We're not going to take someone who's a project. We're not going to take someone who shows, like, complete, you know, we're going to have to show him our system and, and see if he works out in a couple years. I think you have to take the safest bet, whether that be taking people, you know, Every position, yeah. minus tight end, minus tight end, basically, and probably running back. Yeah, definitely. You, I think offensive side of the ball, you could figure out. Like, oh, hey, my God. There, there's enough talent on this team if with a healthy line that is going to put up more than 20 points a game. I'd be comfortable in the 25-26 range because that would put you – in the middle of the pack again, that would you're not losing games because you're not losing games twenty to thirteen. Yeah. Um I'd rather to be honest, I'd rather lose a game like thirty to twenty seven. At least, you know, you can rely on your offense. Yeah. You could say, hey, we put up the points, defense didn't show up. Didn't show much, up, yeah. <clears throat> but every single position is basically a need. And that should give the benefit to the new GM coming in here. It's hard to fuck up a pick when you take the, the safest bet. Because nine out of ten times, you're going to get someone who can actually help this team out. Yeah. Um, so, I guess to, you know, kind of wrap this up, um, big takeaways, you know, Definitely DJ firing. DJ <laughs> Trev, you know, Alex Singleton was his, was his good. I, I said Travis Fulgham. Um, you know, injury bug, Doug Peterson play call, Howie Roseman's decisions were the ugly. We all said Carson. Um, and the, I only, my only caveat with Carson was that if someone was dumb enough to pick up his contract, you move on from him. That's not going to happen in my opinion, unless some team is like this, just yeah. like desperate for, um, you know, desperate for a roster overhaul, overhaul, but they think that they're one player away. Um, but the Doug Peterson era is over. That's, that's nuts. You, 
It's it's tough to say that. Out last year, he got a Super Bowl. Twenty seventeen Super Bowl, you know. But okay, so he, hear me out. Good teams don't tolerate mediocrity. Um, yeah, I um, know what you mean, though, for sure. Yeah, good good teams. Um, don't do. If you're the Jets, you're the Browns. You know, if you're even looking at the Panthers, right? They held on to these pieces for so long, and they build like a culture of losing. Yeah. So, I kind of like the Jeffrey Lurie approach. Like, we are not going to tolerate this. Not our organization. So that is as much as it sucks. Doug Peterson's going. You are addressing. You know, that sends a message to the next coach coming in. We just fired our Super Bowl winning uh, coach, not even three seasons removed. Yeah, and how you're kind of describing it kind of makes me excited a little bit that they just fired him because it's something new to the team that might work. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we touched on how, like, the, his coaching wasn't the best of him, how he was with his players. Yeah. But kind of at the same time, I'm sad to see Doug Pearson go, but I'm excited to see what it brings. Yeah. And what attitude it brings to the team of, like, you get a different coach in that locker room, it's a totally different attitude with that coach yeah. and how he reacts with his players, which may, mm-hmm. might make him not so much try, but, like, put some more effort out on the field a little bit because mm-hmm. he might bring a whole different attitude. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm with you there. And it, it goes to show you, we did it with Andy Reid. Yep. Andy Reid, up until that point, was our most successful head coach. You know, God knows, four NFC championships, one – um, one Super Bowl appearance, um, couldn't get it done, and we moved on. We said, well, no, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. Yeah. So this is a good sign, in my opinion. But I think the, the anger is misdirected. So we'll see. We'll see, I guess, our next podcast, if we do another Birds later in the week. I, I, Howie Roseman might still be there. You, I think you're going to yeah. know soon. If you, if you move on from Doug, and, it, and if you are moving on from Howie, you do it now. Like, you oh do it. Gosh, you yeah. do it within this week. Yeah. You can't prolong this anymore, but um, so obviously Lurie isn't playing games now. So. Yeah, yeah. So to wrap it up, you know that we breaking news, you know, and we were talking about it before the podcast of like, uh, holy shit, like because we know he was meeting with yeah, with Lurie at was, one o'clock. That so meeting was happening. Um, I did not think it was going to be this quick. Yeah, but um, I don't think anyone did because I've I've seen people, um, on Twitter po- saying. Why are we going to hear about this before 6 o'clock tonight? Yeah. And then literally right after that, it came out that he was fired. Yeah, so um, so basically, uh, now just to close it up, we want to give a shout-out to um, to Anchor, the, um, the software that we're using to record our podcast on. It's super – so when we were talking about making the podcast, we didn't even know what direction to go to, and we just clicked on Anchor. And um, Anchor literally – you sign up, takes two seconds. You don't need to pay for it; it's free. You, um, the audio, the audio is great on it. Um, we're sitting at a table right now, kind of doing like a round table. Um, it's free; it's easy to use. You can adjust it. It shows all of your viewership, and it breaks it down and, and partner with Spotify of the demographics of who you're using and um, by by gender, by age. So it's good; it's good analytics to see if you're trying to get your podcast going. So if you uh, if you're listening and you ever just want to start a podcast. Anchor's definitely the way to go. Um, all right, DJ Trev, Big Fridge. It's been fun, and uh, stay tuned this week. To, we'll find out if uh, if Harry goes. Yeah, can I say one more thing before yes. we leave? Um, go, Birds.
Chase the Philly Go Birds. Big Super Fridge. Bowl, Super Bowl 2021. There we go. Yeah, now we, that's the energy we need. Yes, sir. That's the energy we need. All right, we'll check you guys out later.